name is Amy Ranser. I am currently a creative strategist at Pinterest. I'm Dara Liaskos. I am an associate social media strategist at BuzzFeed. I'm Marissa Mason. I am a digital content and experiences manager at Thermo Fisher Scientific. Can you tell me a little bit about that co-worker of yours? His name is Mud Bud. My friends call me the COVID czar. <laughs> Welcome to Season 2 of the Scripps Launchpad. I'm your host, Erin Roberts, the Director of Student Development for the Scripps College of Communication at Ohio University. As you might know from Season 1, I'm also a 2000 graduate of the college and I bleed green. I am so happy to have students back on campus this fall and to be able to help them reach their educational and professional goals. This season is going to be a little bit different. While we hear from alumni of all five of our schools working in different parts of the industry, my point is this, communication is everywhere. We're going to keep this short and sweet and make sure that you go into the rest of your day knowing something that you didn't know before. Feel free to reach out to me at any time at roberte one at ohio.edu. Now let's get into it. Welcome to this episode's segment of Faces in the Crowd, where I introduce you or help you get to know better some of the many faces you see on the Ohio University campus without the titles of student, professor, dean. We're all just people with amazing stories, talents, and favorite things. So let's make this campus just a little more cozy by learning more about this week's featured face in the crowd. This episode, we are talking to Dr. Gillian Ice. Dr. Gillian Ice is currently serving as Special Assistant to the President for Public Health Operations here at Ohio University. And obviously, we all know this is a huge job and a big title right now as we face the COVID pandemic and try to continue to do what we do best at Ohio University, which is educate our students so that they can be successful in the world. So thank you so much, Dr. Ice, for joining me today. How are you on this rainy day on our beautiful campus? I'm fine. I'm tired. It's been a busy, busy fall. It sure has. And so you took this position in June, correct? Or July, maybe? I started the position at the end of July of 2020. Okay, great. And um, So prior to this important role that Dr. Ice has taken on, she was a professor and director of global health in the Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. How long were you in that role? How long have you been at Ohio University? I've been at Ohio University for 21 years, and um, I'm in the Department of Social Medicine in, sorry, that's my dog, in the College of Osteopathic Medicine. Um, but I'm, I also serve uh, as the director of global health for the College of Health Sciences and Professions. So before I took this role on, I sort of had half of my time in the medical school and half of my time in College of Health Sciences and Professions. Great. Well, that sounds like um, a lot of hats that you were wearing. And tell me, now that you've taken on this, this very important position for the president during this pandemic, are you still teaching and are you still carrying those other roles right now? For the most part, I'm not. I am co-teaching a class in global health. It's a class for students who are um, seeking the interprofessional education credit for College of Health Sciences and also for our global health certificate. And um, my co-teacher, Deborah McBride, has the heavy lift on that class, but we do collaboratively teach that class still. 
Wonderful. Well, that's amazing. I know you've got a lot on your plate right now. Um, I actually found out more about you from our experts directory. And um, let me take this opportunity to just say thank you so much for your role. I know this has not been easy. It's not easy to be the bad guy when it comes to masking and testing and social distancing and things like that. It's especially hard for our students who are used to congregating and being footloose and fancy free. And personally, I want to thank you for your role. Um, it's super apparent to me that you are indeed an expert. Um, I, you know, even before this pandemic, you were an expert in global health, nutrition, AIDS, and stress. I thought that was a little ironic. You are an expert in um, stress and hopefully stress management. Um, how difficult has it been to take on this role the past couple of months and going forward as we all struggle through this pandemic together that just seems like it will never end. Yeah, thanks for that question. So um, it's funny, I used to use this because my research area is in stress and aging, and I used to use this far side um, image with a person jumping out of a building that said the Institute for the Study of Stress. And so a lot of times we study the things that we can relate to. And um, but it has been a stressful job in terms of um, it, the stakes seem really high. Obviously, I really care for our students, faculty and staff and want everybody to be healthy. I am a long term resident now, 21 years in the city of Athens, and I want the city of Athens to be healthy as well as for all of our regional campuses. So it feels like the stakes are high. And so I have a lot of emotional investment from that, and that can take a toll. But I also, the stakes are high because students still need to get an education. They still want to engage in the way that they normally engage. And everybody is tired. And we've been at this for so long. And everybody's ready to move past that. And sometimes it's very, um, it can be difficult to help people understand where we are now and that we're not quite past it. Um, and there's a lot of anger from everybody. And oftentimes being the point person for COVID, I'm the point person for that anger. And that does take a toll. I'm sure it does. And I'm really sorry that you're in that position. But again, I am super proud of you for taking on this role at an incredibly difficult time. And, you know, I think more than anything, I want people to recognize that there are experts among us. We are not experts. Um, no matter how much research we do um, and the ways that we believe we are doing research and that we do have to trust our experts. So I appreciate you taking on this hard role. Um, we heard from your dog a couple of minutes ago. Can you tell me a little bit about that coworker of yours? I sure can. Um, his name is Mud Bud. My kids named him We got when we got him from the shelter. Um, He's, he likes to walk five times a day, so I have to squeeze that in. We like to walk up to campus on Saturdays, and I will post pictures of him on Instagram and ask people to guess where we are on campus. So um, he's a great walking partner, and um, he's a little bit um, rowdy at home. But So what kind of dog is he? He's a coonhound. Very cool. Is that your only pet? It is our my only pet. Yes, one's okay. enough. Uh, that's a fun way you can interact with Dr. Gillian Ice. You can follow her on Instagram and figure out where Mudbud is each Saturday. 
Um, so, Dr. Ice, if I were to see you uptown at lunch, um, where might I see you? If you actually came uptown and, and took a lunch somewhere, what's you know one of your favorite haunts on Court Street to grab a quick lunch? So, um, this is kind of hard for me because I actually love cooking. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of my friends uh, know me for when pre-COVID for entertaining them uh, with food. So I don't eat out a lot. I tend to bring my lunch if I come to campus. But I would say if I do need to go out, I do enjoy the bowls at Fluff and uh, love Salam's food as well. Excellent. I would also say Salam is among my favorites. So I appreciate that. Um, is there anything you want to say to students? It's obvious to me that you are very invested in your job and that you truly do care about students in this campus, in this town. Um, you know, just in our quick interaction today, I've gotten to know you as a warm human being who really cares. And I think that that's something I want our students to know. Um, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, you know, obviously we hear from you on these weekly emails and the situation does seem dire, but, um, you know, what's one bright, bright ray of hope or a bright, you know, a bright light that you see for students that maybe you'd like to let them know that you are thinking about them and you are a real person behind those emails? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the challenges is that people tend to think of it, it's all or nothing, like we have to lock down and that's the only way to move past that. And we don't. We have we, there are some basic tools that we can all uh, help with preventing uh, disease and disease spread. We can still connect with one another. We just have to do it a little bit more safely. We are getting more people vaccinated. The vaccination rate is creeping up slowly. And in the long run, that will get us past the pandemic. But we do need to make some hard choices about the everyday behavior that we have. And I get that that's really difficult. But people can get their pods together, they can agree to be safe, um, and we can all get past that and still enjoy the things that we enjoy, just do it a little bit more safely. I agree with that completely. Thank you so much, Dr. Ice, for being with us today and letting us um, take a glimpse into what it's like to be you on a daily basis and also to share some of your fun things with us as well. I hope to see you and Mudbud around sometime soon or maybe just socially distanced and safely from your Instagram account. So thank you so much for joining us today and for all of the important work that you do for Ohio University and our students. Thanks, I appreciate that. This episode, we're talking about communicators in the social media industry. Obviously, we have a social media certificate here in the Scripps College of Communication and a number of alumni that work in the field. Many of them are journalism graduates, but today I'm very happy to show you that you can do social media with a degree from many of our schools. Today we have with us three different alumni from different areas of the college. We have someone from journalism, media arts and studies, and communication studies. So as you remember, the focus of the podcast this season is to show you all that a person with a communication degree can work in so many different industries. So first of all, I'm going to have our guests today introduce themselves and tell, the, tell us where they work and uh, what year they left Ohio University. 
Cool. So I'll start off. My name is Amy Ranser. I am currently a creative strategist at Pinterest and have been there for around six years. I graduated uh, OU in 2011 uh, from the Scripps School of Journalism uh, and remember my time quite fondly at OU. I miss it. Hi, um, I'm Dara Liaskos. I am an associate social media strategist at BuzzFeed. Um, I graduated in 2019 from the School of Media Arts and Studies um, with a focus in <clears throat> media and social change. And um, I also, I miss OU as well. <laughs> awesome. Hi, um, I'm Marissa Mason. I am a digital content and experiences manager at Thermo Fisher Scientific. I graduated in 2015 um, from the School of Communication Studies and I echo my missing Athens. Yeah, that's one of the perks of my job. Um, you know, I'm also an alumna of the college and I get to come to campus whenever I want. So um, I understand that you all miss it and, and you have good reason to. Thank you all for joining us today. I wanted to ask you about the importance of being a good educator in the social media industry. Obviously, social media is paramount right now for all industries and companies, organizations, you know, higher education, just ab across the gamut. It's a very important industry because it's how we all communicate. Obviously, everyone's online. Um, we get a lot of messaging. We get our information, our news and, you know, pictures of our our cousins, kids and everything on social media. So how did your degree from Scripps benefit your work in this field? I think back in 2011, social media was quite new, uh, you know, not only for the general public, but I think in education as well, it was still pretty fresh. And so I think where I really benefited was just learning the basics and the fundamentals of journalism, how to be a great storyteller, a great writer, uh, which really applies to everything that I do now, especially at Pinterest. My whole focus is how to tell compelling stories from a advertiser or brand perspective. So that really starts off with, you know, um, hooking consumers or what will be compelling to consumers in certain points. And that was just really fundamental that I learned in Athens and at OU and a lot of my classes, whether it be, you know, uh, communications fundamentals or even, um, you know, grammar classes as well. So that was like a very helpful foundation that still stays with me um, even today. I would say for me, it was more so the student organizations that gave me what I needed to stay on top of the changing industry and the emergence of social media. Um, my sophomore year was actually the first year the Scripps Peer SSA chapter had a VP of social media position on their executive board. They had never had someone in charge of social before that. Um, and so that position itself and those student orgs themselves are what allowed me to just find the ways to stay on top of trends and kind of grow my skill set alongside those trends through those student orgs, really. I was able to get the same the social media certificate uh, graduating in 2019. Um, and at that point, like social media, I feel like was being taken way more seriously. Um, so I worked in my classes, like looking at how to 
gauge virality, copywriting, um, how to look at social media metrics, ad campaigns and things like that, which really helped me prepare for, you know, the real world. It also helped me. It looks very unique on a resume having the social media certificate because a lot of people ask about it and they're like, your college like has a degree or certificate in that. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's definitely one of the areas in which we feel like we have an edge over some of our competitors. And so, Dara, you're very lucky being one of our more recent graduates. You were actually able to earn that certificate and you'll be able to carry that with you the rest of your life. But to all of you, you're all doing so well. It's so exciting today to have women that are representing, you know, the companies that you work for. I think BuzzFeed, um, Pinterest and Thermo Fisher Scientific are all highly recognizable. And it really shows that we have successful programs that help to create successful communicators. I'm interested to see what any of you believe the overriding trends in the social media industry are right now. Um, in particular, are you finding that you must do all things that you have to write, you know, write well, produce video, produce your own photos or, um, you know, images maybe that have kind of like some data visualization to them? Or are you finding that social media has become so important that corporations have teams now that work together to produce, to produce that type of content. I would say in my experience, especially within a large, a very large organization, organizations such as Thermo Fisher Scientific is it's really hard to find people who can do it all. Copywriting is a separate skill from graphic design, um, paid strategy, is a totally separate skill from graphic design and copy, copywriting. And so I'm seeing more social media managers kind of play the role of keeping all of the pieces, being a puzzle piece organizer or a puzzle assemblier and putting all of the pieces together um, because there's so much to creating, executing, optimizing, and reporting on a social media program that it's it's really impossible for one person to execute it all and do it all. So you're saying, Marissa, that you think that being a social media manager at this point is really being more of a project manager and a project coordinator to where you're putting all those pieces together and making sure the best foot is forward on social media for an organization? Yes, I think so. And maybe in so part project manager, but also largely a strategic thinker of what channels make sense to reach your audience, when and why, what's the mix of organic and paid, um, all things from campaign creation and execution. There's so much strat upfront strategy that goes into what's going to work and what's not. Um, that that's really the role of a true social media manager in my mind. Amy, what are your thoughts on the trends in the social media industry right now? Yeah, and I think Marissa had a really great perspective. Um, I think specifically, there's a variety of different things that we've seen in the industry. And so there are, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of creative agencies that have kind of sub teams that are divided into copywriting, uh, media to art direction, um, 
and everything in between. And then you also have a lot of in-house teams at, at, uh, at brands such as, you know, your targets of the world that actually have in-house creative teams that produce this content. And so I think for me specifically at Pinterest, there's a, it's a really nice balance between this idea of thought leadership and strategy, like Marissa mentioned, but then also trying to work with agencies and other creative in-house teams to, you know, really get that vision across for Pinterest specifically. Um, and so I think, you know, obviously video content is on the rise. And so, you know, how can we best work with the agencies or in-house teams to produce quality content that's compelling for consumers specifically on Pinterest, but um, I think overall. And then of course, this kind of idea of like omni-channel presence too, is how can you create a really compelling, you know, story and experience digitally, but also as consumers feel more comfortable going in-store, how do you bring that magic to in-store experiences? Um, and we can see that with a lot of like experiential uh, content and, and pop-ups that, you know, in, in retailers. Great. Dara, what's been your experience at BuzzFeed? Yeah, so with BuzzFeed being, um, you know, a, uh, um, an online publication, um, I mean, our uh, social team is massive. Um, we have uh, so many different uh, areas. We have an affiliate team. We have two different video teams for social. We have a specific video team just to make videos. And then there's I work in Own and Operated, which is just creating um posts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube community tab um, in order to send link clicks and traffic back to the um, main page, main website. Um, but I've noticed that we definitely don't have the do-it-all person, which I've had at different internships before. Um, they really, really, really value their social team um, because, I mean, that's just like how we get to our audience in general. I've noticed also that TikTok is huge right now, and I think everyone is trying to jump on that uh, in order to, you know, get their brand out. I think with BuzzFeed, it's a little bit different than other places. We always are trying to get link clicks and traffic to see ads and, like, to see our affiliate links. But a lot of times, like, we have so much freedom, uh, especially my generation a lot with, I think I have another uh, co-worker who's the same age as me and we're very much into like voicey content where we just kind of are able to like do whatever we want copywriting wise and community management is huge right now that we're working with is instead of just um, focusing on branding a lot of the times like even though we're staying within the brand voice communicating with our audience a lot has been helpful getting feedback and like just just being able to interact with the audience has been something special that I've never experienced before especially at BuzzFeed. We're so proud to say that we have more than 25 student organizations in Scripps several of them nationally recognized for their excellence. Part of the college experience is finding your family and your people in one of those student organizations. To better acquaint you with all Scripps has to offer, we've got a special segment each week. Welcome to the Student Spotlight, where you'll hear from some of our best and brightest, the student leaders of these amazing student organizations. I'm Macy Cantrell. I'm the chapter president of Scripps PRSSA, and Scripps PRSSA is the largest nationally affiliated PR and communications firm in the country. 
We offer lots of great networking opportunities for students, as well as mentorship programs, workshops. Um, we just have social events to build uh, connections with your peers. And we meet every Monday at 6 p.m. in Schoonover 450. The easiest way to get involved is just to start coming to Monday meetings at 6 p.m. And there you can learn a lot more about the different opportunities that we can provide. advice do you have for students who want to work or maybe find an internship in this industry? I think that, you know, this can kind of be one of those slippery slope skills. It's kind of hard to prove, like we're all on social media, kind of everyone thinks that they have a handle on social media. And I think that just our conversation so far has shown that social media is a lot more than posting information and putting things out there just to be seen, right? There's a lot of science that goes into this. And, you know, obviously we teach a lot of that with our social media certificate. And I would hope that students that are listening to this podcast that want to work in the industry are taking advantage of that. But, you know, what advice do you have for students and how to truly become well-versed at social media, how to really know the science behind it? Um, You know, what advice do you have for students who want to work in this industry? I can go first really quickly. Um, So I actually talk to a lot of Uh, college graduates and even people in college probably weekly now. Um, And that's been one of the most rewarding things for me, especially because I remember graduating college and being a little terrified of like what to do, what, what next. And I think one of the things that Marissa mentioned earlier is just really getting involved in as many activities, whether it's within college as you can or internships. I think that is just tangible content that you can show your future employer of not only can I walk the walk, but I can talk the talk as well. So I always recommend trying to get as many experiences under your belt um, as possible. And then one other thing that I think is really, really important, at least from a creative strategy perspective, or even just a marketing perspective, is having a portfolio to show all of your work. Um, And a lot of, you know, college graduates or even people in college ask me, well, I don't have a lot of things to show. And I think, you know, having something is better than nothing because this is just kind of like your digital resume as well. Um, So it can talk, you know, you can show your thought process and your strategy behind it, but then also how you worked with other people. Maybe it's, you know, you came up with the copy, but you worked with a designer to actually develop what it looks like. So I think, you know, from getting as much experience as possible, Networking, of course, a portfolio is extremely important. I definitely second the portfolio. Um, that is very important. I'd also say when you said something about being uh, scientific, that's something that I've really learned um, in my last few internships and also now at BuzzFeed. We're really big on experimentation um, because social media is not something that is Basically, what you're being taught now is very helpful, but in a year or two, it's going to be a completely different place. Um, and just being able to show that you can keep on top of that stuff um, and that you kind of know what trends are coming next is extremely um, helpful. Obviously, you're not, you know, a mind reader can see into the future, but a lot of times if you're paying attention, you can catch things right away. I would say showing your personality, especially for, you know, more, uh, Startup companies, places like I can just really speak to my experience with BuzzFeed, but showing that, you know, yes, you're serious, you know what you're talking about, but also that you're someone that everyone kind of wants to work with, which a lot of times people take don't take into account. And I would also say 
I would try to understand what that com- social media company does because I've learned that n- not every social media company is the same. One of my internships was working more on ad production instead of scheduling and publishing and community management, which is more what I'm doing at BuzzFeed. Um, so I guess you would have to understand what part of the industry that is because social media is so expansive. Great. So um, we're going to do this one kind of rapid fire, but, um, you know, obviously it'd be a good idea for all of you to state an area of the college or, you know, of the university that maybe you um, you could benefit from that skill. But, you know, the question is this, is there any one area either within scripts or outside of the college that you would just re- love to return to study? Say you had a, a three month sabbatical and you had the the joy of coming back to campus, you know, what's that one little class or certificate that you would take? We'll go round robin on this. Amy? I was going to say women's studies again. Loved that so, so much. Um, Yeah. Cool. Marissa? Um, I honestly would say I would come back to take more business and finance classes just because with social you are likely going to manage a some sort of social budget. And that was a big learning curve for me over the past few years is staying on top of more of the business impact, reporting on ROI and managing budget across multiple countries was a big gap for me. Yeah, that sounds helpful for a global company like yours. And Dara, do you have a certain area that you would just love to learn a little bit more about? Um, yes, I was two credit hours away from getting the women, gender and sexuality studies minor or certificate. Um, so I would love to come back and get that. And just I really, really miss just having discussions in class about, you know, social issues and history um, of that. I would love to come back and just keep studying that. Very cool. So um, thank you again, all of you, for spending your time with us today and talking about social media. This industry is so important and so exciting. And I think one thing that you all have in common is that you're the type of people who really are going to stay on top of the trends and you're going to be adaptable and you're going to succeed. So um, I think that, you know, that kind of student is who we would expect to see in this industry like you. So is there anything else that any of you would like to tell students before we before we conclude today? I was going to say as as part of my advice for students today would be to lean into self-education. Google is your best friend. And I would say 80 or 90 percent of social media managers or strategists in the industry today have learned social media as we go outside of so it's really important just to lean into self-educating and I would say to focus on learning about learning the ins and outs of reporting and data and leveraging that to tell your story because I guarantee every social media strategist is on the hook for reporting to leadership the so what of all of these efforts. Why are we investing in social? Why do we have social channels? What is it doing for our business? And at the at the end of the day, that's the bottom line of validating your your job and your efforts. So, so lean in, get get all the information you can, and make yourself more knowledgeable because you're going to 
need to go to bat for yourself someday, right? Exactly. My advice I have um, is don't listen to the imposter syndrome that you have um, because there's, especially, okay, so I'm out in Los Angeles and there's so many people trying to do the exact same thing that I'm doing. Um, and you deserve to be in that space if you know what I mean. Like, just because there's so many other people that know so much more than you, like, you'll get there. And <clears throat> for specifically interviews, because I had nine months during the pandemic of looking for job after job after job in this industry. Um, one thing I learned is that, you know, if someone asks you in an interview, like, what metrics would indicate, you know, the media campaign has failed or succeeded? Um, don't you can guess and kind of give like showing that you um, have that knowledge. But a lot of the times what I've found is to say like, well, I'm not sure what your company's specific goals are to know what is successful. Like what does success mean to you? What does it mean? What does failure mean to you? Um, and then you can kind of base that. And just saying that shows that you have a better understanding. You know that you don't know it all and that it's a social media is very much about learning on the go. I would also study their social profiles as well for an interview because I studied BuzzFeed's Twitter and I was like, this is bad. And if you hire me, I can help. And right now we're doing like really, really good on Twitter because that's something I told them I wanted to focus on. Don't be afraid also to speak up if you see something because they'd much rather you ask and talk about it than have to not know that knowledge <clears throat> or have to go back and fix an issue that wastes more time. So just talk about it up front. Absolutely. And Amy, any advice for students? Yeah, I would just say ask for help. Lean into your fellow colleagues, lean into your classmates, lean into people who came um, who came before you at OU. There are so many really talented and amazing people who who went to this university. So really tap into that. And, um, you know, I think just being really proactive is always key. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us today. I think this was a valuable discussion and an exciting discussion. I definitely definitely think this is one area that many of our students are excited about and interested in working. So thank you again and keep rocking it out there. Go Bobcats. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Scripps Launch Pod. Remember, you're here at Ohio University to learn. So study, get to class, get involved, use your network, and don't be afraid to ask questions. There's a time and a place for everything, and it's called college. Subscribe to the Scripps Launch Pod on Spotify, iTunes, or everywhere podcasts are found. See you next time.